Welcome to the KC City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Wow, we have been, we've been on this series of the power of the gospel. This is why we are all here about. Amen? What, what is the gospel? What is the gospel? Shout out. We, if we do not know what is the gospel, how are we going to share the gospel? we got different ideas of what the gospel is, right? And, and I, I would like to um, have the scripture, please, uh, Jacob. Um, my message will spring from this verse. Jesus went throughout Galilee. There are four words, very important words uh, in, in this verse. It said, Jesus went throughout Galilee teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Take a guess. What are the important words here? Jesus went. He went. And he was teaching. And he was proclaiming. And he was healing. When we share the purpose of the Son of God is to fulfill this. Amen? He came, He taught, He proclaimed, and He brought healing. You know what? Um, The kingdom. What is the good news? What is the kingdom? In in the word, in the... um, the kingdom is the king's domain. The king's domain is where the king dwells, where he reigns. Amen? Where he reigns. And uh, in Romans 4, 17, you know, what is the kingdom? Kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. So I want to take you to the very beginning. What does the kingdom of God look like? Go back to the very beginning, right? From Genesis. I'm going to take you today from Genesis right to Revelation. Let us see from the very beginning, what does the kingdom of God look like? We know that from the beginning, God, you know, created the heaven and the earth. Amen? It was void, right? He created, there was a day and night, then He created the heaven and earth, He created the sea, He created the birds of the air, right? The creatures, and, and um, the, the creatures are on earth, on the land, and in the sea, and, and on the sixth day, He created mankind, right? Now, um, I would like to focus on verse 27. Genesis 1.27. This is a very important verse. He says that so God created mankind in his own image. Was it enough information? God created mankind. You and I are mankind, right? In his own image. Then we repeated the very same information, in the image of God, He created them. Isn't it the same information? He created them in His own image, right? In God's image. Not in the image of the monkey, 
or the birds, or anything that he had created before. It was in his image that he had created them. Then again, male and female, he created them. Isn't that the same information? Male and female are mankind. In one verse, it shows that it is so important for you and I to sink into this verse that you and I, male and female, were created in God's image. We reflect Him. We look like Him. Right? Verse 27. So, next one, you and I um, has been blessed with this. 20, verse 28, it says, So blessed, God blessed them. God blessed the male and female and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. And of course, we sometimes think that the female, be fruitful, is to multiply have children. I believe it's far more than just having children, but be fruitful in multiplying His image, the image of God. Be fruitful in multiply the character of God. Be, be fruitful in multiply the people around you into the image of God. And so we, God blessed us already from the very beginning. We are blessed. Let's say we are blessed. Okay. Then said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the earth. From the very beginning, we are, we've been blessed. Yeah. We've been blessed and we've been given the authority to subdue and rule, right? And now, I want to lead you to the next provision. He said, let's read from 29. And then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the earth, whole earth and Every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food. Every, there's plenty, more than enough, right? And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the air and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give Every green plant for food. And it was so good. And it was so. God saw all that he had made. And it was not just good. Very good. Very good. And there was evening and there was morning. The sixth day. So when God created Adam and Eve. Right? That included... That included everything, right? The scripture says everything. There was plenty. There was sufficiency. God blessed Adam and Eve. God uh, given the authority. And God had provided. Amen? 
He provided. He did not leave them. So there was no lack and everything was very good. There was no lack. Now let us just uh, read Genesis 2, 16 and 17. What was God's instruction very clear? Anything unclear about what he had said to Adam and Eve? To you hearing it? No, pretty much everything, right? That was enough. So now, 16 and 17, he said, Then God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. Any tree, there's a lot. And they were not just um, mediocre, they were very good. And, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Just let this represent the, the tree of good and evil. So this is a tree of life. Amongst all the provision, the trees with seed and everything, you have to partake, including the tree of life. The Lord God said, it is good, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Anyway, let, let's um, focus on God's provision. We've been blessed, we've been given authority, and we were well provided for. But what happened is that in this garden of Eden, and the enemy, the enemy, the, the word of God said, the serpent came and had a conversation with Eve. And in the Bible say, if you read on, he says that he is more crafty than any creatures that God had created. And, and he was very subtle. He tempted Eve into a conversation with him. Right? And he was, um, there are people asking, why was it in the first place that God created Serpent, and we knew we're not going to dwell on that. As the serpent was cast out, he was an angel, created, given, beautiful, with great abilities, but he wanted to be like God. And greed got into him, and he was cast out to earth, right? So he was crawling, and, and his mission was to stop um, what he can't get. He is trying to stop Adam and Eve from enjoying and gaining um, what he did not possess. So the enemy, the thing is that he, he, Eve was tempted into a conversation with the serpent. And we know that in the word of God, Jesus was just like us, was tempted in every way, right? But he did not sin. And let's just read 
3.1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. He said to the woman, did God really say, you must not eat from any tree in the garden? He knew very well. God instructed every tree, everything, right? Any tree. So the woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die. The serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. You know what? The enemy came to undermine God's word, God's command. Not just only what God had instructed, uh, instructed Adam and Eve, he undermined God himself. It was in, you know what? Since then, mankind partook from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Their eyes were opened and shame came. And they needed to hide with fig tree. And since then, mankind has been doing the very same thing. Trying, before that, they knew no shame. There was no shame because they were made in the image of God. God is complete. God is love. God is very good. God is light. God has authority. God overflows with, with abundance. Yeah? So when sin came into being, mankind constantly trying to fill that, that gap. Can I have this chair? Mankind was cast out of the Garden of Eden. Eden. So from then on, it required to cover with lies, with addiction. It can, be, can look really good. Everything is good and bad, right? A big car is, is no problem driving a big car. God provide, but if the big car becomes your significance, then that is wrong. And since then, man had to be trying to cover up with, to feel more important and more love, more, more uh, to be like God. They bought into a lie to always trying to be, chasing something that has no end to it. Right? But Jesus, we know that Jesus came. Jesus came so that we can be restored back to this kingdom. Remember this kingdom? I just brought this to represent Jesus. The enemy came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. The Bible says that. But Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life abundantly. Life and life abundantly. So, you know, he said, let us recite John 3.16. Most of us know that. John 3.16 says, uh, what? what does John 3.16 tell us? For God so loved the world that He gave His one only Son 
But whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus is the good news. Jesus tried to reestablish us back to the kingdom of heaven where we were created. The first Adam did not obey every command, the command of the Father. The first Adam failed to obey and the second Adam came and reestablished us back to the kingdom. Do you know what? The sin has separated us from God. Our own disobedience separated us from God. But you know what? But we were never separated from His love. Even while we are here, living away from God, God still loves us. Because the Bible says that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for us from the beginning. I am the same thing. God is love. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. God never stopped seizing, chasing after us with His love. Come back, come back, come back. You have enough. Lord, you disobeyed me, but now in Christ, you can be restored back into my kingdom. The kingdom, there is no lack. The kingdom, you have authority. In the kingdom, you are well provided for. Let's not feed from the mindset of needing, needing, I'm not enough. I'm not sufficient. Everything has to be right and wrong. Jesus come and broke the, the law of sin and death. He came. He came. The Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 3, He said, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you are born again, you will not be able to see the kingdom. Verse 5, He says that, Truly, truly, I say to you, two verses down, unless you are born again, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We are, you're born of the water, but you must be born of the Spirit. When mankind partook, the enemy always tempts you into a conversation you should never entertain. Temptation is not sin, but partaking of that temptation, sin, right? She's always trying to tell you, you are not enough. You, there's more. Always in the chasing. Always in the wanting. But God told us that we are to feed from the tree of life. Jesus says, I am the way. The truth and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. We know mentally, but we are not fully engaged, intimately intertwined with the truth. 
we are still trying to find a way to be. We are still searching to find a way to satisfy the longing, the lack within us. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. And Jesus says that peace I give to you, not like the world gave. What the world gave, he can take away. Peace, not like the world give. This peace surpasses all understanding. Will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 53, 5 says that he was pierced for our rebellion. It was our own rebellion and disobedience that separated us from God. Not God's love, not God himself. He cannot deny himself who he is. Who he was, he is, and will always be. It's our own choosing or partaking from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that separate us, that can't fully attain to what it means to be living in this kingdom. He was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Very we appropriate that to sicknesses. Yes, in the kingdom there is no sickness. So we are whole in Him. But one sickness, the greatest sickness is Denying Jesus of who He is. That is the greatest sickness and sin. The Holy Spirit come, remind us, convict us of that sin. If you read the word sin, which is not acknowledging Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And even when we do, we are still not really accepting Jesus has conquered it all for us. We are still blinded from that truth. But the Holy Spirit today is coming to set us free and we will surely be free indeed. For whom who knows the truth and the truth will set you free. And we have been re-established. We have been re-established to the kingdom. Right? Now He is the way. We accept Jesus into our lives and He calls us to sit with Him in the heavenly places when His blood has washed us white as snow in Isaiah, say, white as snow, no matter what you had done or do and will ever do, in Him you've been washed white as snow. He was crucified. Isaiah prophesied hundreds of years ahead and it was fulfilled in Christ. 
And today, if you feel weak, if you feel you will feel uh, lost or in lack or sick, we can still come, come to this place that Jesus has conquered for us. There is no sin, no shame, no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Read the word. But that word is not for us so that we will continue to partake from this tree. Do you know what? Christ made it possible for us from this place of loss, being lost, chasing things that have no end, only temporal. He made it possible. He said, I'm the way. Now many of us know Christ Jesus. We accept Him. We are born again. Our spirit is alive, reconnected. We have access. He said, come boldly to the throne room of God. Amen? We have access to the kingdom of God. But the instruction continues. The instruction and command from our Father is the same command for us. That we are not to partake from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We've been restored back to this kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. We are to partake from this tree of life. When we take communion, we partake the bread and the juice, right? The body of Christ and His blood. We partake is not ceremony, it's not tradition as a church. We have to do, it's not religiosity, it's a reminder of that relationship Christ has re-established us back to the Father. We are one with the Father. We are to partake from this tree of life. But you know what? We are in Christ. We can still feed from the knowledge of good and evil. So every day we need to begin to, to ask. As one thing that has helped me tremendously in the past weeks is that I begin to pause. Hmm, my decision. Am I feeding from the tree of life? What is the outcome of my decision? What is the outcome of my thought patterns? Am I feeling okay, is it right and wrong? Or does it give life? So what are we feeding on? What are we feeding on that Jesus was um, bruised beyond human recognition so that we can be established back into this kingdom righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost that's why when paul and silas they were in the prison they could still praise god they, they the joy doesn't come from not circumstantial right they were praying if you read praying and praising Praying and praising is not a religious practice. Three times a day, morning, as the earlier the better, you're more holy, you know. 
Men make it a way to find recognition. It was their intimate relationship, their love. They loved not their life even unto death. They went just like Jesus did. Jesus went. That's our great commission. He said, make disciples. Are we first and foremost a disciple? How are we going to make disciples when we are not a disciple ourselves? We love our life so much that we do everything to gain that recognition from the fallen tree. But God wants to restore. He wants to multiply a new breed. In Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit came and reminded us we needed Him. We were born again. But the Holy Spirit continued to remind us He is our helper. When we, with, without help, we are lost, He guides us. He leads us into all truth. The truth in Jesus Christ. When you don't know everything, it's okay. Just say, come Holy Spirit, help me. Help me, I, I don't know everything. It's okay if you don't know everything, but He, the one who believed, uh, we, who gave us the salvation, has all the answer. He empowers us. He is a healer, Jehovah Rapha. He will heal us, not just physically, not in our spirit, mentally, emotionally. Let us feed from the tree of life every day. Oh, remind yourself. I remind myself every day now, am I feeding from the tree of life? You know what? We get into an argument. When you're into an argument, it's always about right and wrong. Am I right? <laughs> Both parties are fighting to be right. Someone has to be wrong. Even when you're wrong, you, you will, if you're good in arguing, you can be right. Every day, when you talk to your children, I'm the mom. I know everything. Even when I'm right, is there life in the way I speak? I have to ask myself, is there life in it? So where am I feeding from? We are here, many of us, been restored to this kingdom. I just want to remind all of us, where are we feeding from? We are in His kingdom. We have citizenship. We have access to the throne room. Are you feeding still? Or you're feeding from the tree of life? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He was made flesh and dwell among men. And when we take communion, we partake that life. We have that life and life abundantly. And let us not buy into the lie that we do not have enough. Perfect love cast out all fear. It's a daily. We grow daily. How many of you because you ate a week ago, you stopped eating. Nobody? 
You ate this morning, don't eat for the next 12 days. Or you've just, just eaten. It's a daily partaking. A daily remembering. When we partake communion, do it as often as you need. You can. In remembrance of Jesus that was crucified. The excess. I would like to read from John 14. A very powerful chapter, John, the book of John. You know what? Jesus says that in that one chapter several times. He says in verse 10, Don't you believe that I am the Father and that the Father is in me? Because Philip said, show us the Father. So Jesus told it, Do you not believe that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing His work. Last week, there was a verse say that, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, right? Come to him. He says, For I am gentle and humble. Jesus, we know that is equal in power and status with God, with the Father, but yet he demonstrated gentleness and humility. If you see me, you see the Father already. In the image of the Father. And then, in verse 24, it says, Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. And then verse 31, But he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father. Do we love the Father? Do we love Jesus? You say, and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. The first Adam did not do exactly what the Father has commanded him. The second Adam, Jesus, came and fulfilled that. I hear, I only say what the Father says. I do exactly what I hear from the Father. In John 15, 5, it says that I am the vine, you are the branches, if you remain, if God created mankind with a free will from the very start. A free will. That was a choice for Adam and Eve. Or else he would have created a robot, another monkey to be companion. You know, in God's image. If today we've been restored through Christ, 
He is still giving us the choice if if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Wow, that is a very powerful word, isn't it? From Jesus. That's why nothing. Let's get, get into your head, get into your heart. Apart from me, you can do nothing. But with me, you can do all things. There is nothing impossible with God. Your situation, your emotion might go crazy in different direction. Get back to the way. If you are lost, Jesus, the Holy Spirit is constantly wooing. No matter where you are, in Psalms 139, it says that if you go up to the heavens, David said, you are there. If I go down to the deepest grave, you are there. Where, who can I run from? Where can I run from? You are everywhere. He is the way. But when we are here, we no longer, we are children adopted into this kingdom. We've been restored. Yeah? We feed, but we have authority, but we have old habits. That sometimes is clear to us that we made a choice to get into those doing. But sometimes there are unconscious habits that is not known to ourselves. We are so used to it that we just do without second thoughts. But the Holy Spirit is here today to help us and restore us back. Hey, he said, be still and know that I am God in me. You are not God. You try to be like God. Because the enemy sold you a lie, you bought into that. You did everything to try to be like God. So it's the doing instead of being. When he created us from the beginning, we've been blessed. We've been given the authority. And we were well provided for. Amen? So we have everything. Just a couple of weeks ago, when I was in Seattle taking care of my mom. Um, mom, just amazing, had taught us a lot, uh, overcame a lot. Um, you know, when you're with your family that you have not been for a while, you begin to see certain things, oh my, some of the habits, I have those habits, they can be good or bad. You know, it was like, oh, oh, right. Anyway, so mom, after, so, so that, that, that was really good. Um, and, and after the op, after the op, I was sleeping in, on the same bed with her. And, and the first night when we got back to, from the hospital, and she, in the past, she used to sleep on the left. But she had the op on the left hand, so she has to change to the right side. So what happened 
was in the middle of the night, she needed to go to the toilet, and I heard a scream, help, <laughs> I can't get out, oh. and she tried to do it on her own without disturbing me. But she was caught and she tried to yank her body and created a lot, a lot of pain. She firstly, she didn't, she, her habit, she, she, she was in pain just after the orb having slept, you know, completely had no idea how to get up. And she shouted, help, help, oh, I'm very pain, I'm in a lot of pain. So I jumped up and I helped her and I took her to the toilet and for the rest of the night, I practically did not sleep. <laughs> because mom has this habit of not wanting to ask for help. And, and here, so I was just like, you know, and, and she, so I was helping her to build and learn new habits that will help her. It was hard. Because to, to re-establish new habits is hard, but need to be focused and very intentional. So then the next two times we were up, the next day and she got better, got better, and got by the third night, she was so good that I perhaps I was so exhausted. She went to the toilet and came back without my help. <laughs> Isn't it fantastic? What was seem impossible became possible. And the Holy Spirit helped quicken the recovery too. And same thing that we might have, Holy Spirit will help us if we invite Him. And we are, Holy Spirit, what are the habits that is unknown to me? Open my eyes that I will see and quit them. And help me to remember to always feed from the tree of life. It's not about what good and evil, but in God, what is life is good. Right and wrong. Is there life in my thought patterns? Oh, the Bible in Philippians 4, 8, 4, 8, 9, right? And say that, dwell on things above and not things on earth. What is good? What is lovely? What is of good report? Feed from this. Suddenly, um, I'll be thinking of, of things that suddenly have to put a stop. Hey, 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 are you feeding from here? No, oh yeah, I, I think I am. Let's feed from here. You know, there's life in this. Oh, Holy Spirit, this is so hard. There will be times that you are stuck within two. What, what, what is life? What is... Holy Spirit, help me. You are my helper. Let us today be reminded that the Holy Spirit is ever-present. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Jesus said, that I may go that I can send him to be with you. So what is the gospel? The gospel is Jesus Christ. He is the good news that He made it possible for us to come to the kingdom. In this kingdom, 
Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. He is the power, right? He is the power that made it possible. He quickened things when, you know, He helped us. He is the helper. When Luke 17, 21, it says, For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within me. Let's say, for the kingdom of God is within me. It's already in you. Let not. Let us not look to the left or to the right. It's there. Let us feed. Free from this tree of life. Let's feed from the tree of life. And in Revelation, the last verse that I would love to read for you. Revelation 21, verse 6. He said to me, it's done. It's done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I am the Alpha, the start. I read you Genesis and the Omega to the very end. All right, I'm the beginning and the end. His love endures forever. His love never departed from us, no matter where we are. And His love is drawing us back to this kingdom living, the gospel, the powerful gospel of the kingdom. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Bless you. Let us go with bonus, with strength.